Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Humble Hour. Happy Tuesday. How are you guys doing? Uh, Tuesday was good. I had Tuesday a great day today. Good. Yeah. I feel that. Pretty, pretty easy day. I had, I had lower expectations, but it wasn't that bad. Nice, nice. That was Eric. Well, meat was quite productive ever since the morning. Got a lot of things done. Dope. Yeah. Today could have been better, but it's all right. <laughs> no, you're here, sure. and you're here. breathing, you're with us. Yes, I, I am. think that's perfect. I think you did a good job. And, and he's being humble. And you're being humbled in the process. Thank you. The humble hour, Tuesday nights. The humble hour. We're here Tuesday night, 10 p.m. <laughs> yes, sir. Plus one hour. <laughs> all right. All right. So before we sat down, me and David like were thinking about what we should talk about, and just for the Listeners, it's different from what I posted earlier. Like, I kind of just decided, let's do something else. So, um, me and David were talking about, talking about new beginnings. I think, like, every single one of us at this table, like, experienced a new beginning this past summer. Mm-hmm. Like, with, I mean, just transitions. Like, David moving down here, Eric moving down here, AK moving in with us just this past weekend. And then... I mean, me getting promoted at my job. I mean, I don't know, like, a lot of new stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of just starting fresh. Um, and <clears throat> the way I was kind of contextualizing everything, like, we're all on a path where we kind of have to just learn new things, especially just all together, kind of, kind of just, especially just moving into a, di- a new household. Like, we have to, like, learn how to, like, live with each other, um, survive, essentially. And, like, in that, there's a learning process where we have to, like, unlearn and learn new things. And within all that learning and unlearning, like, lies a lot of, um, lies, I guess, lies the necessity to be humble and acknowledging, like, okay, like, there's some things I just don't know, and I'm going to just have to learn and admit that I don't know, like, a lot compared to what I thought I knew. So. Right. I think it's I think it's a, it's a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in terms of chronological chronologically yes thank you <laughs> chronologically uh, with how our episode is gonna go like starting from like where we are at in our life right now I think talking about our, our beginnings is appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Beginnings. Uh, I want I. I'll start off and I guess start talking about like the beginning of the summer. Um, so, at least like me personally, I like for the first six months of this year, I was in a relationship with uh, with my like past girlfriend, and I mean things were going great, like life was good. There's no stress. I was just happy. It was just nice to have a partner. And then, like, sometime around June, things changed, and, like, I felt I was changing, and she felt she was changing, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was an uncomfortable transition to go through. Because at the end, we broke up, and, you know, I was kind of left, like, single, and so was she, but at least for me, I kind of, like, I guess the way I des- I would describe it is... Like, I was just, I went from being happy to then 
having to deal with being single and like just I guess like staring your real responsibilities in the face like that's just what it, what the single life it kind of is sometimes mm-hmm. right like when it's different from when you're in a relationship when you have someone to go to and like ultimately I think everything's fine like because mm-hmm. you have a partner there with you but like when you get single you you know take a look at your finances you at least for me, I took a look at my finances. I was like, shoot, there's work to be done there. Took a look at my body. I felt there's work to be done there. Mm-hmm. Took a look at my mental strength. Considering like how like hard that transition was, I felt I felt there was work to do there. Yeah. And like what I I could tell you guys from like it, I wouldn't be at the place I'm at today had it not been for all your guys' support. Like being here, like hearing me out, like letting me help you, letting me go mm-hmm. into your life, too, like, I'm glad we all just didn't meet and, like, end up just living as strangers, you know? Oh, yeah. I that. So, I, like, one thing I learned is, like, the value of opening up to other people. Like, that, that is kind of, that's really just brought me to where I'm at today, because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm at a point where my finances are are being taken care of. I think I'm in a great place now. My health is being taken care of. Great place. My compu- my community, you guys being here, is taken care of. And my mental well-being, I think I'm more strong as a person. I think I could withstand more being independent. Like, I can find my own happiness as opposed to being dependent on another person in a relationship. So, like, that, that's my story. That's what I... It, it took humility to, to realize that, honestly. Like, I thought I had to figure it out. Like you said... Mm-hmm. It just I didn't. It takes work. It really does. And that that time from beginning of June to now, like, has humbled the hell out of me. That's it. I think something I I really took away that was really important. Like, when you had mentioned like as soon as you broke up with your girlfriend, that you, you redirected your focus on yourself mm-hmm. and redirected like there's a lot of work to be done here. Yeah. Like, as soon as you're, you're like as soon as you're finished taking care of somebody. You realize that oh crap, I have to actually take care of a lot of myself. Yeah. You know, and I think I I really appreciated that from what you said. Like I was just like wow, that that makes a lot of sense. Because when we are single, it's like we are focused on like taking care of ourselves. And but but when we're in a relationship, it's kind of the focus is not as directed towards you. For the most most part, directed towards your partner. Right, like you're you know? thinking about what you what you want to do for your partner. Exactly. What you like want to. Mhm. Yeah. And I, want to, I, want to, I think that's that's good for you. It's like that you kind of re- just completely redirected your focus and not care. What do I want? What do I need in my life? And mm-hmm. that's so good for you that you learned that. Right. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I like about yours, Michael, is that you're this person that we all kind of come to, we all vent to. You hear us out, you know, you give us good feedback, and you'll tell it to us like it is. That's why we all come to you. <laughs> so to be able to see you progress and, you know, gain this humility that we've all noticed, like, that's that's, that's a big deal for us. And you know, to have you talk about it and really open up more about it, it's a big deal for us. Yeah. So thank you, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Definitely. Um, I guess uh, when I moved down here in June, <clears throat> like... It was my second time coming back, coming to San Diego. Um, my first time was for school, then I graduated, then I went back home. Uh, got into trouble down there, whatever. Uh, <laughs> now I came back. Um, 
Fresh start, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> when I came down here, I I looked forward to brewing school, um, starting at UCSD in October. No, uh, yeah, October. Looking forward to it. Um, was refocused on getting back into work and like like the old work that I used to do down here, like working for that employer. Um, refocused on building new friendships. You know, the first time around, I you know I moved into some dorms at UCSD and made friends there, and now it was my turn to do that again. Mm-hmm. And you know, luckily I moved in with some pretty good guys, nice households, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um, and uh, and same as you guys, like I kind of realized, you know what? I spent the last year of my life after graduation as being an absolute sloth, not doing jack, mm-hmm. worrying about a relationship, mm-hmm. not doing anything, going out to eat once a week with my brother, twice a week, three times a week. Hey, dude, just got off work, had a shitty day at work, let's go grab some McDonald's, whatever. Things like that happen a lot. Yeah. Gained a lot of weight even after leaving college and just did that for a year post-grad. Was applying to no jobs, not doing anything, just riding the waves, living at home. Yeah, I was working and, you know, worked 40 hours a week and putting all that time into that. But that's all I did. I'd go home from work and wake up around noon the next day and do the same thing again. Go to work again. So there was like this this routine that was like disgusting for me. Like it, I just hated it. I hated it, but I rode the waves because I had nothing else, like nothing better. Mm-hmm. So now I came down here, and you know, you there's almost like a fire that gets lit under your ass because <laughs> you're on your own now, and you have all your friends, you know, these really like-minded guys who are on their same journey that almost like inspires you. So, you know, over the last, you know, it's, it's October, you know, since moving in in, in June, it's almost going to be four months. I've seen an immense amount of progress and I'm at like this huge level of happiness and contentness that I haven't been in in years, absolute years. I was telling my dad this, like, he's like, hey man, how you doing? He texted me like at two o'clock in the morning when he was going to work. He's like, hey man, how you doing? And like, I didn't wake up until like, you know, eight and I replied, I'm like, you know what, dude, like. I'm I'm really happy and I'm really content and like I haven't been like this in a long time. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> again, I attribute it to moving down here and, and fending for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, just that urgency of making new relationships with you guys and uh, and having motivating people. Definitely, just motivating people. Definitely. So it's a, it's a big, big, uh, big thing. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah I'm thank happy you. for you. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. It's awesome. I want to touch on what you said that you had nothing better to do. Like, that's definitely a product of your environment to feel like that. Yeah. Because obviously now you'd feel like you have better things to do, and it's yeah. because this environment is us, like, motivated. Right. Like, we're all on our purpose, right? Right. Would we all be on our purpose if we were separate from each other? Uh. I, I think we would be trying, but with together it's easier. Totally. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners, I want you to take it away, take away this message. Your environment, and who you spend your time around, definitely matters. 
If you're around people who don't, you know, don't have anything going for them, don't aren't ambitious, aren't like, well, like curious to start projects or like go on adventures and start something new with their lives or grow. Like, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Try to find better people to surround yourself with because that's like when you find those people, you'll realize what you were missing out on. So I just wanted to add that note. Yeah, there's there's a lot of value in, in the people you surround yourself with. Definitely. Tons of value. And if they, you know, they're either here for, <clears throat> like, you know, a reason, or they're here for a season, <laughs> mm-hmm. is what I've heard before. So it's like, I mean, just uh, choose them wisely. Yeah. yeah. What's the question? What's the oh, no, we're, we're talking about, I guess you could talk about, you know, you just moved in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how does it feel to be living with five other people? You just, you had a single mm-hmm. a week ago. Yeah. Your privacy, mm-hmm. your life. Um, you know, and then on top of that, from what you've, I don't know if you want to add more context to your current situation, but. You're going through something right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't really bother me living in a single or living with six other guys. Okay. I think I've been, I had been very flexible from an early age, growing up in a third world country, and you know, I've seen my dad being poor and just having a two-wheeler or bicycle, and then growing a fortune and you know having a huge net worth and being able to send me to United States as an international student. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him grow and, you know, go through life with him and see changes happen, you know. When you can't afford this thing and then after 10 years, it's a joke for you not being able to afford other things. Okay. So I think living in a single or living with six people in a closet or, you know, any bad situation, I, I don't see it as a bad situation, honestly. I just see that see it as seasons of life and there's always an opportunity to learn something out of it, honestly. And, you know, I try to practice stoic philosophy and... Whatever is coming my way, it's kind of, I can use that momentum, whatever the obstacle is. You know, in martial arts, if the person is coming your way, rather than blocking, putting all the energy of blocking it, using the, way. using the momentum and like strike out the opponent in the other direction. So that that's how I see it. And talking regarding living here or something, honestly, it doesn't impact me at all, like living in a single or having privacy or something. Okay. I think it's maybe... Um, now I have to kind of discipline myself to code in more discipline or put put on music while I'm coding or tell people, hey, not disturb me because I like to have focused time while I'm coding mm-hmm. or something. Okay. So do those kind of things. Maybe code at night when everybody's asleep or code when or, you know, there's nobody at home so that I can focus continuously and not engage in conversations. Because I'm the kind of person, when I'm looking at the computer screen, even if I don't have music on or headphones on, I'm... If I'm into something, maybe a video or something, I just don't want to have a clear, clear focus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be talking to somebody and then being ta- watching the video or even as stupid as playing a video game. Because I, I believe I want to focus at one thing at a time. So those are some of the things that I might be challenged to do now. Okay. You know, so I wanna wanna be able to kind of work on that and because if I want to be a CEO of a multi-billion company. 10 years down the line, these are the kind of things I have to handle, you know, right. keep people dropping into my office and mm-hmm. telling, 
this department of our company is under fire and you know you gotta deal with it and deal with this there's gonna be a lot of high stress situations mm -hmm. and I have to be able to focus so I see it as a training ground for that no definitely I I love I, I didn't know that was like a stoic thing mm -hmm. to just adapt to your environment mm -hmm. adapt with whatever may come mm -hmm. I resonate with that I feel like that's how I've been most of my life too mm -hmm. and it's it has a lot to do with the like the fact that my my parents were divorced and then my mom had to raise me and mm -hmm. that left me kind of just at home most mm -hmm. of the time um i mean like when you grow up with the, with divorced parents like mm -hmm. a lot like happens you move a lot more than people who grow up with both parents because maybe you have to see your dad on the weekend or mom on the weekend um, like you gotta move different places, you're in different environments, and and um, you know like, man, as a kid, similar to your story, like with your dad, like mm -hmm. seeing your dad grow up, mm -hmm. like you you joined him with that journey. You had to move along with him. Yeah, I assume. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Like you had to live where he lived. Mm -hmm. You had to deal with he dealt what yeah. he dealt with. Yeah, definitely. Same story here. Like I deal with with what my mom was going through and live with whatever she was wherever she was living. Mm -hmm. And it trained me to be an individual that's just so okay with, like, like where I end up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's made me be very resourceful mm -hmm. and very optimistic as to what's to come. Just simply because, like, I don't know, with that, that changing environment, you just mm -hmm. know that it's just the, the cycle of life. Life yeah, is going to give you new environments yeah. often. And I think it's stimulating. Mm -hmm. I think definitely it, grow, yeah. it helps you grow. Definitely. Yeah, and some people might see it as misfortune or something or like, I, I really don't like stability. It's like whenever I think there's only two things that can happen in your life, either you are going up or you are going low. Like you are progressing or, you know, you're not progressing and not progressing meaning going down. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you are airplane, you know, either you can go up or down. If you're staying at the same level, you are just using your fuel to stay at the same level. That means that that's the same amount of fuel you could use go up you're not mm -hmm. using that okay so whenever you think you know you are stable that means you're going down if you're not progressing in your life ever or like for a week or two weeks i ask myself do i feel like stable or like nothing i'm not progressing in any area of my life that means i'm going down that that makes me think of like periods in my life in which I felt comfortable and like kind of let my guard down mm -hmm. and stopped like um, delegating, allocating time to do my own personal research mm -hmm. or you know time to study or time for work like mm -hmm. this like the the stuff that like advances you intellectually you know mm -hmm. like learning a new skill or a new trait practicing uh, you know public speaking or you know, social interaction, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people run from it I, because they think it's work. Mm -hmm. You know, they they think it's homework or it's just it's it's so tedious to work on yourself. It's like, you know, that's where that's where the good feeling is. Growing yeah, feels definitely. good. Definitely. You know, staying still maybe feels good for a day, but like after a while, you're like, I'm so bored, but you don't realize it. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, from that fact, like, I kind of, so my coach told me this one time, uh, 
you know, why do you want to get into a relationship or why do, you know, a lot of people find relationships and they get stuck into it, even then they know that, you know, they should not be with this person or deep down there's a voice in their head whenever they have a argument with this person, maybe I should not be with this person, but 90% of the time you are okay with it. Yeah. The 10% of the time when you have an argument and you question yourself why you are being with this person, it's, it's a window for you to reflect why. Mm-hmm. And what my coach told me is that wh- there's difference between romance and like love, what we as a Western society, how we put forward to it. Most of the people are today in relationships or, uh, you know, so-called love because they want to get rid of their own thoughts, work on themselves, and they want to fantasize and, you know, just mm-hmm. get out of their own head and right. think about other problems, external things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what romance does. Yeah. And so that's a shitty version of romance. And there's a different wor- version of romance or love in which you know that you are good enough, that even if this person is not with you, it's okay. You can go on your own journey. But if this person is with you, you both can grow at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because a lot of people would get into love with in which one person is a troublemaker and the other person is the keeper. And the keeper's job, he gets a job in which he has to cut down all the trouble that the troublemaker is doing. And the troublemaker has to make enough trouble so that he can... It's a way of loving. So usually relationships in the Western society or the society today are like these, in which okay. there's a person who makes all, all, creates a lot of chaos and this person is always managing the chaos, a caretaker. Interesting. So... Interesting. It, it doesn't let both of the com- both of the parties work on themselves. Not never have the time for themselves to think. Sure. I definitely resonated with with that. Like with, with the aspect that you talked about, where I, me personally, mm-hmm. when I was in a relationship, and when I am in a relationship, I tend not to think about like my re- the real mm-hmm. responsibilities that I have yeah. that I should be focusing on. There's always a there's always me chasing how could I get this relationship to be even better than it is? Like, how can I work on this external project, this like metaphysical thing that I really don't have any control on, mm-hmm. uh, control of? It, it's just like a an endless cycle, mm-hmm. really. But I like what you added, how that could work for you. Relations could work mm-hmm. for you. Relationships could work for you when mm-hmm. you're content with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you, and your glass is overfilling mm-hmm. so to a point where you could probably inspire your partner mm-hmm. when she needs it, when yeah. he needs it, and vice versa, mm-hmm. to create a relationship where you're both going. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, going off the tangent, but like new beginnings, I kind of want to mention that whenever I have any new beginning or something, I see it as an opportunity to work on a research on myself in certain areas of life and I don't talk about those areas of life with anyone because I don't want to get anybody's feedback and I just want to kind of mm. look into it myself and then talk to people when I have results because what a lot of people do is like they tell other people hey yeah. hey I'm going to join the gym next month yep. and I'm going to do this and people like bash at them okay make sure you drink enough protein bro yep, yep. make sure you're doing this make sure you are doing this and make sure you, and yeah. it gets you like more scared and nervous about attempting to do that thing rather than when you go in there dumb and stupid and do it. It causes you to like have 
a larger collection of ideas to play with that yeah. then that just causes you to overthink. Definitely. Than when if you were to just start on your own. Exactly. So for me, whenever I do these kind of research things, like ever since I moved down here out here, I've been doing this one particular thing in my life which I haven't told you guys about and I don't want to tell that for a month or two okay. until I I'm successful at it. Mm-hmm. But so far I've been think it has been successful and I can see it being successful in terms of a long term and making me a better person. So you're talking about like experimenting with yourself yeah. and like probably creating a system that works for you. Definitely, yeah. So I like it. I mean, you you guys know that, you know, I have certain uh, online dating skills, right? Yes. So, for example, yes. when I had a single, I saw that as an opportunity. That was the first time I had a single. I'm like, hmm, now that I have a single, I can date a lot more and, you know, don't have to get trouble into trouble with asking my roommate, hey, can you stay out of the room for ten, two mm-hmm. hours or something and all the, these things. And, you know, have a free, like, private conversation with the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, I tried to take an advantage of that. And when I was attempting to do these online dating things I did not tell anybody except for my roommates when when the girl walked in or something I had to introduce mm-hmm. because you have to introduce right mm-hmm, yeah. but other than that like I did not make a big show out of it or say something for me it was a new beginning and I wanted to practice that and I didn't want to tell that and I believe the most of the things that I've done in private not meaning not make a big show out of them I've been very very successful at those I like that that definitely goes along with the theme of our talk new beginnings you're talking about you can have your own personal new beginning you can have your own time to, to think for yourself you know you don't have to include people mm-hmm. as soon as you decide i'm gonna start going to the gym and all this kind of stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. why put the pressure on yourself like i like in our example we just went to the gym we didn't talk about sit like we're gonna go like five times a week like 30 minutes, one hour, like, we just went, mm-hmm. we just hung out, we just kind of just went into it, like, and that system kind of created, like, by itself. So, new beginnings. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I want to talk more about, um, having hum- humility, like, kind of just knowing when you should change something in your life like kind of just like you know something's not going right for you you know you think you should change maybe it's like a habit you do maybe it's mm-hmm. just something that you've been putting off procrastinating for a while like mm-hmm. like what's what's your go-to method to just snap yourself out of it and just you know take on the responsibility take ownership and just you know like start fresh like do you guys have a method are you aware of that at all like like give me an example okay so um and for me personally like i use a passion planner to plan out my week and there are some weeks in that i don't like really look at the week ahead of me mm-hmm. a lot of times like a lot of times those weeks that I miss, I kind of just have to go back and write in what I ended up doing, and after I write in what I ended up doing, I see where all my time went, and I'm just like, I'm not happy with where, where, what I spent my time doing, and so it, it kind of, like, there's a little bit of humility involved, I realize, you know, I, like, I'm saying one thing, but I'm not doing it, 
mm-hmm. right? Like that contradiction that you have within your mind, like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. You feel guilty. You're like, damn, like I told myself I was going to do this, but like I didn't do it. You know, and I, I can see it right before my face, like my, my eyes, like mm-hmm. this week told me I didn't do what I set out to do. Like you guys ever catch yourself mm-hmm. doing that yeah. and how do you snap out of it and just, you know, just freaking take ownership for it and do what you got to do. What does that look like for you guys? Okay, I'll say for me personally, it's I just sit down with my planner and I just I decide to write the write out the week in front of me. I just sit down, no distractions, nothing. I just I gotta do it. It's think, frustrating. I gotta do it. I think for me, um, it comes as no surprise probably. It's spending money on like drinking beer. Okay. <laughs> Dude, for me, there's days when I have to mentally like argue with myself like fuck like. It's Friday. I should just go get some beers with my buddy. Like I've been hitting the gym a lot. I've lost so much weight. You know, I feel in good shape. My metabol my metabolism is just gonna burn right through it. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But then, like the more rational side of me just tells me, you know what, dude? Like, you know what it's like to not have gas money in a week. Like this, this like mm-hmm. twenty, thirty dollars you're gonna spend a night is gonna be your gas tank next week. Don't be stupid. So I guess it's just like knowing what that feeling looks like, like feels like, to get like slapped in the face later because okay. of something you had control of. Sure. And you could have stopped. So it's like keeping this constant mood in my mind of like knowing to do something that your future self is going to thank you for. Actually, like, hey, you know what? I, I know it. that I'm going to thank myself for not doing this mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna regret it if I do it let's not do it you know I mean for do that it. for that method you had to have failed first oh totally dude totally to like I recognize mean, that mm-hmm. you exactly it doesn't feel good and I feel like yeah, it can be applied to many things too it's like you know what's not gonna feel good so I mean that's how you kind of correct it and you know you don't repeat the same thing okay I like that. so yeah totally dude um it's funny that it's related to the beer, but I make time for it now. Oh, yeah. I make Thank time for sure. it. Of course. We're drinking, uh, right now we're drinking uh, Carl Strauss Red Trolley Ale. Yeah, that <laughs> is very true. Yeah, we're having a good time too. Yeah. I think, thank you for mentioning that, like, I think definitely remembering your failures keeps you very grounded and humble so that Absolutely. you can continue forward, like, as oxymoronic as it is, like, in order to move forward, remember your failures. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> like totally. legit, like as a, and like the the only way that, that that actually makes sense is when you remind yourself of your failures and think about how much you don't want to fail again. Yeah, you know, that um, is the formula for growth. Like legit, like a lot of times people say, say like, oh, if you want to move forward, you know, uh, think about your achievements, your accomplishments. Yes, that makes sense. Like to kind of. Um, I guess boost you up whenever you're, you're never feeling down, but also like think about like your failures in order to like remind you like hey like you don't want to go back down again like you don't want to do that to yourself again knowing that it was you that kind of did that to yourself because you weren't aware of prior wisdom but now you know the now you know now you are aware of the wisdom that you do have mm-hmm. so go ahead and put it to use and, and therefore action. You know, so, um, I think when it comes, like, with me, like, something that I've 
um, one example that I'll that I'll bring up mm-hmm. in terms of like remembering like fa- my failures and stuff um, is uh, when like I think when I I catch myself kind of feeling very let's say when I'm feeling very triggered by something or when I'm letting something really affect me and put me down I'm just like fuck no I don't want I don't want to feel like this again. Like I hate. I have to remember. I, I hate that. I hate feeling like this. It really does no good for me. Yeah. And yep, I yep. should really just deny a, the trigger when it when it happens. And um, that that really helps me, rather than than remembering the times that I was actually really, just really happy and that this didn't phase me. No, I remember the, the times that it did phase me. I'm like, wait, you know, I don't want that shit phasing me again. Mhm. Mhm. So, I think, like, I think it's. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Think about it. Like, remembering your failures. Well yeah, well Thank you. Like, remembering your failures to push you forward. Like, fuck, like... Yeah. You don't want to go through this again. Like, straight up. It's super hard to admit that you are you were wrong. Oh, definitely. I've, I've been doing a lot of that. Like, reflecting on, like, a lot of times that I've been wrong. But not in a, not in a way that's very, like, um, I guess, destructive. Self-destructive. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But in a mm-hmm. way that's very, like constructive yeah like i i constantly think about like damn like i i wasn't i really didn't validate the feelings of my ex-girlfriend that much like shit like i was like i sh- i really need to get better at that like and the next time around i get into a relationship or like I, i've just been doing a lot of fucking reflecting on how many times i've failed in past relationships or encounters of how i've interacted with people right um and I think about, like, hey, I, I know this now. And I shouldn't have to let this behavior get in the way of, like, future relationships that I that I get in. Definitely. Whether it be friends mm-hmm. or with a significant or, or other. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, I think. So. I want to yeah. add mm-hmm. a quick note. Honestly, I don't believe any, like, I don't, I don't believe 99% of people are taking the time to analyze, like, where they've been wrong. Because I think if they do, they would really start to make leaps and bounds in their in their like personal well-being. Because mm-hmm. really, opening a Pandora's box and dealing with this, the hard stuff is really kind of just first of all, it's relieving and it's well, helps you like move forward in life. Because now you you accept mm-hmm. that there's there's more to live. Yeah. You know, super hard. I think. People should be taking hours out of their day to do that. <laughs> hours out of their week, sorry, not hours out of their week. You don't need more than that. <laughs> but self-reflection, self-reflection, like okay. I told you, like I, I gave you advice. Start writing out start what writing. you're going through. It's mm-hmm. going to help you, trust me. Like I feel it. And same with you, okay, like write out what you're going through. And did it work? Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you get somewhere? Yeah. I guess, thank you. Yeah, it's very hard to admit Shit. you're wrong. It's... Like, I'll, I'll be honest, this is a little, like, segment where I open up humility for my myself and for you guys. I love thinking about the times I was right, and I love thinking about the times in the future in which I'm going to be right. You know, like, kind of fantasizing, where are you going to be, like, with, like, me personally, like, like, my music, like... I, I, I think to myself often, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to create my own album by the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to start a band here in San Diego. Um, and, like, 
I've gotten to a point now where I don't like thinking about those things because all they do is just distract me. Like, all they do is just get me to think in some fantasy world in which everything's going right. Yeah, it feels good, but, like, the reality of the, of the matter is, like, I gotta do what feels bad, which is putting the work in, the tedious stuff, to really get to where I want. So, otherwise you're never gonna see it. Otherwise you're never gonna see it. Right. So, like, I wanna, like, talk about distractions in new beginnings. Like, you get you put yourself pumped up. Like, you're in a new environment. You're thinking, oh. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. You have no fucking idea how, how, how much I've, I went through that when I got out of my very depressive phase. Like, okay. when I started thinking about all these projects that I wanted to do, I'm like, yeah, I want to I wanna create this Patreon, and okay. I create a YouTube channel, and I also want to create a podcast, and, like, all this other shit. And, uh, oh, yeah, and I also, also, also want to start writing music. Uh-huh. Like, all this crap that I wanted to do that I said I was going to do. Yeah. Um, because I was just so excited and very, honestly, just quite, just to be honest, very manic. Um, right. About it just because, like, I was starting to feel better. Um, instead of actually focusing what I want to do right now rather than the results that I want in the future. Like... I think that's so important, like, in terms of, like, thinking about what are you going to do now? Like, what do you need to just, just do right now? Mm-hmm. Not thinking about what you what, what, what you want your results to be. What are you going to do to ensure those results? Yes. Um, that is super hard. And I think because opinion. I ended up abandoning all those plans, I got super fucking depressed. Like, because I set... Because I, I, I created this setup to high expectation for myself. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't fulfill it, like, I felt very just unfulfilled. Right. You know, like, right. and so I think being present with where you are right now, with what you have now, you know, I think it's worth, that's where it comes with humility, it's like, don't think about how much of what you want, think like, you know, think about what you already have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's kind of, has brought me much more success in thinking about what I want in the future, like... Yes, it's a great motivator to have, like, a vision of what you want, but mm-hmm. I think thinking about what you already have and using that um, is a lot more profitable. Like, Makes you more resourceful. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, and I'll add even more, what you have a lot of times is people to talk to, your family, uh-huh. you know, but we just push that aside sometimes because mm-hmm. we feel like we, those, those fools don't have an answer. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going through something different. Yeah. What I want is something that no one's ever achieved. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like entitlement right there and you're mm-hmm. entitled to thinking that you're right like mm-hmm. oh, what I've learned again like with this theme of humility is that like the only way I, I'm ever going to get to where I want to be is by opening up because it helps me stay grounded helps me look at reality in the mm-hmm. face so mm-hmm. I like what you said don't think of what you want think of what you have I like that I agree thank you yeah what are we talking about, like, specifically topic-wise? We're still on the topic of new beginnings, and uh, I, po- I posed just mm-hmm. now, what are some distractions you encounter when trying to start? All right, I want to mention something, and, like, write it down. I, I want to make sure. Get a fucking mentor. Get a fucking mentor. <laughs> Get, so that you talk to this person weekly, and this person should be where you want to see yourself five or three years down the line. Don't fucking talk to your neighbor. Don't fucking talk to your roommate. Don't fucking <laughs> talk to your girlfriend. Don't talk, fucking talk to your dad or mom. 
Like unless unless we want to swap positions with them. It doesn't fucking matter. Like those people are going to be there to listen to you. But you have to have a person to look up to because yeah. The things they have done to get there, they want to be is the same amount of things that you have to do to get there. Okay. If you want to become fucking Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg fucking coded for 12 hours a day. So you have to code 12 hours a day, you know, in order to make something like Facebook. You can't just talk to your roommate or, you know, your friends. Hey, I want to, you know, become the next Mark Zuckerberg. But you know what? I have this idea of this app and all that. And all you talk about is ideas, but you never execute. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So no matter what discipline of your life you want to achieve, if you don't have a, have a mentor, in my very humble but very accurate opinion, it's not, nothing's going to work for you. And these days you can get a mentor, you know, buy a $15 book. Maybe, you know, if you want to get your finances straight, get a $15 book or maybe get three uh, $15 books for, you know, $45, $50. And, you know, you can have three mentors, you know, who would have similar 80% of the philosophies would be same, you know, save 10% of your uh, paycheck when it comes. Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. Don't touch that income at all. Mm -hmm. And that's going to save up for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. And... Things like that, and you have to, have to, have to follow through the advice, uh, you know, of these mentors, because otherwise, yes. otherwise, being uh, being humble, having new beginnings, all this crap doesn't matter at all in life. It's gonna get you nowhere. For self-reflection or something, because if you are not getting new new perspectives, new beliefs, or contradicting beliefs or contradicting assumptions every now and then. Your mind is going to autopilot into thinking whatever it is comfortable with. It's your brain is not designed for you to achieve goals or achieve your dreams. It's designed to survive. At any cost, it would survive. Try to survive. If you have your kid in a swimming pool in which you both are drowning, at the last split second, your brain is not going to try to save your kid. It's going to try to save you. It's going to try to push the kid down and make you go up. And it's been seen in research. So your brain is only designed to protect you. And subconsciously, when you get into a rough situation, your brain is automatically going to put you in a situation which is already comfortable with, which is, you know, shitty philosophies and shitty beliefs, which are not going to make you reach your goals. I think you've mentioned something that's so important, and I, I totally, like, commend you for it, because so that, that what you just told me is so crucial, because, like, like self-reflection is nothing without uh, evaluating new information that you've taken in from the, mm -hmm. from people, from books, from people who are wiser than you, mm -hmm. obviously. I do agree with you that your mind wants you to stay comfortable and keep you, you know, safe and dandy and everything's mm -hmm. fine. Um, it takes work, like, to enter this period of, like, like, thinking. It takes work to think about hard problems that you're dealing with. It also... It's much more easier to be consumed with yourself and believe that you're right because it's more easier than mm -hmm. to start wanting to take somebody else's advice. Mm -hmm. And at least just experiment with that advice and see if it works for you. You know? Because it's new. It's 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 like a, an open playing field at that point. You're, you, you're now taking somebody else's, else's advice. You don't know if it's really going to work, mm -hmm. but you just got to kind of dive into it and see for yourself. Now, mentors, I personally, I'll talk about that. Like, I know you have a coach. Mm -hmm. um, you also read. Any other mentors I'm missing? I mean, other than 
uh, network marketing, I still think of them as my mentors, honestly. Yeah. Sure. Not they might not be very successful mentors, but they are still mm-hmm. mentors. Yeah. I I like that. Like network marketing mm-hmm. is actually the first time in which I started, you know, looking up to mentorship, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring it personal. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up with divorced parents, like having to deal with all that you deal with, like. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it is hard to establish that relationship with, like, the mom or the dad mm-hmm. because maybe they're not as, around as much. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't see them having their lives together, so it's kind of like, why do I trust you? Trust is a hard thing to have, like, coming from, like, that place, honestly, mm-hmm. just honestly speaking. But when I entered network marketing, it kind of gave me hope again and kind of opened me up to the idea of, listening to other people, listening to what other people have to say, you know, like kind of realizing I don't know it all. Mm-hmm. These people are in a better place than I am. I have to recognize that and just trust that whatever they're telling me, like I could learn from it. And like, now there is some room for listening to your friend's advice though, right? There is definitely. The people who know you personally. Definitely. The book I mean, doesn't know you. Your I, friends I, know what you. What I'm saying is that some people are never considering of mentors at all because I just want to put, put that your mentor or you know somebody that you want to swap positions with should be the first most foremost definitely yeah for, okay. it should be the primary and the secondary of friends and for me even especially me for me friends are more, more of a mode of self-reflection okay. rather than getting advice I, I really only sure. implement advice of sure. people I really, really trust and have known them for a long, long time. Like, I trust your advice, you know, whenever I talk to you. But most of the time, when I, when you're giving me advice, it doesn't click with me. And I, it's just self-reflection for me. I say a lot of things and that makes me think, holy shit, okay, I just said this thing. Maybe, Definitely. you know, I'm not thinking the right way. I never verbally put it out. So... We had a slight disruption, but continue. No, um, oh, like what you're talking about. So, where was I? So, and this is a real thing. Like, and this is why I think like tr- like giving advice to people like just mm-hmm. try your hardest because like opening up that time mm-hmm. for you to both just be connected with each other. Mm-hmm. Whether you're trying to, like me personally telling AK, whether I'm trying, like I know I'm trying to tell him what I think is best for him, mm-hmm. like that's all I can do, but like I know on your end, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of thinking yourself because yeah, I've definitely. got you in this position where definitely. you're thinking yeah. about definitely. at least the topic that you want to, you know, delve into, definitely. dive into. You so know, you know, the best time. mentors are the ones who listen a lot and talk less because main problem with a lot of people is that they don't listen and they just wait to answer they're thinking about something and they're conjuring up what should i say next what should i say next right and they don't really listen to the content and i believe why you are really good with giving people advice you're not really giving the verbal advice what you're giving but you are listening to them a lot so that they have a lot of time into thinking what they are saying and then they Mm -hmm. can without you even saying the answer they can come up with the answer a lot of times when I talk to people David, Eric mm-hmm. even you mm-hmm. I just tell you what you told me Yeah. just to make you more aware of like mm-hmm. what's going on and hope that that mm-hmm. perspective that for some reason you couldn't get mm-hmm. just that self-awareness at least now you have it now mm-hmm. and hopefully you could do something with it right yeah. like when I told you all you need to do is start writing that's a you thing 
Yeah. That's not a me like advice. That's just like what I think you should do type of thing. But no, I love that. That was such great value, AK. Like I love how like you came at that so passionately. Find a mentor. Uh, I personally. <laughs> I want to go around real quick asking you guys if you have mentors, but I'll start with me. Like, I, some of my mentors are through my phone on YouTube, you know. There's so much that you can learn from speakers and keynotes that are, thank God, on on YouTube. There's so much you can learn. Like, I love listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, um, the way he talks about gratitude and, like, being Uh humble and just getting to work and not giving a damn about what other people think of you. That stuff really sticks with me. You know, that, that stuff I really use on my day-to-day basis to help myself and then help others. Other people are Tony Robbins, Ty Lopez. These, these are real people out there. Like, research them. I'll put links below. But those people really affected me a great amount. I don't think I'd be as mature mm-hmm. as I am now had I lived in La La Land and not discovered these people. <laughs> God, no. When I think of, like, my mentors, the first one that comes to mind <laughs> is going to be uh, one of my co-workers. Um, not going to mention him by name, uh, <laughs> but he's this dude, He's uh, he just turned, like, 36 or something like that. But he's a guy that I've known for, like, two years, three years, and he he's just a sharp dude, sharp fucking dude. He's been around the block plenty of times, told me all these crazy stories of him growing up, but he's not reckless, he's had lots of crazy run-ins, but he's fixed those run-ins, and like, done something, and has came out of it with the upper hand, plenty of times, I'll ask him, hey dude, I just got this parking ticket, what do I do, he'll be like, oh dude, check it out, you gotta do this, this, and this, and you'll get out of it, boom, I'll get out of it, hey dude, hey, let's go get some beers tonight, okay, let's go get some beers, he'll be like, hey, you know, let's, let's set up this place, this place, and this place, and then we'll end up at this place, and we'll have, you know, an even killer time. Okay, sweet. We'll do it. The, the guy just has has been around so long and knows his stuff to where, like, I look up to that so much mm-hmm. because, like, mm-hmm. he has it figured out. He's got the experience. He knows how to talk to people. Yeah. He knows how to woo people. Solid dude. I look up to him. The, the, one, the one experience, quick little story I'll tell you guys about this dude. It makes me look up to him a lot, and it, like, makes me, like, aspire to be, you know, like him a little bit when I grew up, or <laughs> grow up even more, is, uh, there was this time when, when I went out with him, and, uh, and we, you know, we had a good night out, whatever, it was like, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, my car was parked in this, in, like, bank parking lot that was gonna tow cars after, like, 6 a.m. Well, like, I remember leaving the last bar, and I remember waking up at his place the next morning, like on his couch. Don't remember moving my car, anything like that. He was already gone. He was hanging out with some buddies the next morning for breakfast. Well, I just wake up, call a lift to where I thought my car was at. My car's not there. I'm freaking out. I'm thinking I got towed. There's an attendant that asked him, hey, where's my car at? Oh, we didn't, we didn't even tow cars yet. I don't know where your car's at. I'm thinking my car got stolen now, so now I'm freaking out, freaking the hell out, I finally get a hold of my buddy, he says, no dude, don't worry about it, he's like, it's on the next street over, he's like, I moved it last night for you when you were drunk, he's all like, he's like, he's like, I moved it for you, chill, I'm like, dude, 
Heck yeah. <laughs> a clutch guy, a clutch dude, and, you know, a mentor for me just in all aspects, like, survival almost. Like, survival and just being a clutch person. And that's, that's, you know, one of the first things, first per- people I think of when it comes to my mentor. I think for me, um, and I, I'd have to disagree with you, AK, like, in terms of, like, people that you would want to switch, like, I don't think mentors are, like, I think people you want to switch places with in particular, but I think people who just have experience overall. I think I value people who have experience. Like, I wouldn't want to swap places with my brother, but I look up to my brother because he just has a wealth of experience with him. He has always has something um, to teach me um, that is of value mm-hmm. and that is going to help me, like, I think just to survive in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, and like, so I, and because of that, I have. Like oh, so freaking many mentors because like I value anybody who just has a any wealth of experience that is of value that I you know that I think that I perceive value. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean everyone but, has but, a different but, perspective. But, 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 yeah. I, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes to like mentors, like, like for instance, I look, I look when I look up to uh, one of my really good friends, like Tito, who I grew up with since ever since I was a kid. Um, He's taught me like so much of what I already know like now, um, just because he was a year older than me, mm-hmm. and he kind of provided me with stepping stones to like, like, showing me what to expect for the next year to come. Mm-hmm. You know, and that for me that was so valuable because he provided me for each and every year of my life, um, and so yeah, like. Uh, and because you know, I, I, ever since like his friendship um, that I've had, like I I see many other people as, as mentors because it's like wow, I value I just value experience that people yeah. have legit. Like I I, I, I value you as a mentor, yeah. you as a mentor, you as a mentor because like I, you, each of you have your own like unique experiences mm-hmm. that you could share and I, that I could learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I, I appreciate I you guys so mm-hmm. much, like because of that. Because especially since I'm in a place where like I'm not like. I guess content with because like I guess financially mm-hmm. and so <laughs> that leaves the door open for everybody like a lot of people who are like I think better off financially <laughs> than me who are who I can consider as mentors and like you're doing better off than me so you're a mentor right. legit like why not like legit like so yeah well sometimes you started at a different level that I remember being in network marketing the advice that I was given was for a person who's probably up here but I'm you know, mm-hmm. I, I was probably ten steps below. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you just you don't even recognize that you're so like out of the mm-hmm. of the of the game. Yeah. That you can't possibly to relate to some advice. You know, it's just it's not like. But however, you can emulate habits that successful people have. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, do that. And the thing is, like, if you feel like this is not the perfect mentor there are perfect mentors out there you haven't just looked hard enough okay true 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 so definitely opens the door to continue so, the search so if you if you feel like this is not the person that i would not like to swap places or something i mean if i want to get to know more about beer definitely eric is the first person i would go to the first right? person right definitely. but not the only person. <laughs> yeah. but not, not but the not the person. only person right, right. Yeah. So, if <laughs> i want to become like a start a beer 
chain or company, you know, I don't know what it's called, chain of restaurants, like chain of beer breweries, you know, yeah. let's just call it, you, yeah. you know, I, I would try to contact somebody who's already very, very successful, you know, for who's 40 years old, has already established a company and all that, if that's my goal, if my goal is just to learn about which beer to buy, and, you know, just to know which beer not to buy or not uh, yeah. get into or like get yeah. into the beer culture, the basics, that would be Eric, right? First of all, thank you. And and like, if I want to get to know, like, you know, how because for me, I feel like you have been very successful with relationships or like people in general, like you know, friendships and stuff. Yeah. If I want to advice on that, I will come to you for that. If I perfect. If I am struggling with something, you know, which is not a lot of people struggle with, you know, something which is, you know which goes with your personality and, you know, something inside your brain and, you know, have trouble with anxiety or depression, I would talk to David because he has, oh, yeah. de- he has dealt with that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I totally empathize with him on that respect. But in general, like, if I have to pick one person which I can get all this advice from, maybe not as much on beer, it's like one of my coaches, which I already have, he would be the my first person to contact and, Tell, tell me, hey, how, how should I go about it? Right. Like, this one advice he gave me just blew my fucking mind. Out, like, so I'm good at, you know, in terms of pickup or, like, getting laid and stuff like that. I know the techniques, what to say and what not to say. And, like, these might seem manipulative, but it's, like, triggers, you know, psych- psychological brain, which can trigger attraction and all that. But what my coach asked me was, okay, you're good at, you know, just getting laid or, you know, all this stuff. What I want to ask you is that, is this the kind of girl you would take on a vacation for one week in which you are paying for the vacation and there's no sex involved? And my clear answer was, there's maybe one girl out of the hundred that I've met so far. Mm-hmm. And okay. that that's a harsh reality. Right. That's a harsh fucking reality and nobody had ever given me that perspective. Because if I, if I would talk to my friends, because they have never been up there where I am. Yeah so far in the game they couldn't even give you that perspective yeah. even if they tried yeah and my coach told me straight out like do you feel the same way do you feel that way when you when you talk to this girl I'm like no after the third date or fourth date if I'm not in in there probably out and it has happened with me and like you know when when I'm on date I'm talking to this girl I'm like I shouldn't be here you know right. I'm just sitting here for sex or you know just thinking how it would be like just being, you know, because we are guys, so. Right. Yeah. You're not putting a lot of effort into, um, like, what you're doing. You're not thinking about, like, the infinite amount of possibilities Mm -hmm. that are out there to find Mm -hmm. what exactly you're looking for. People are just not putting Mm -hmm. time into doing that. People just are absent of the belief of that. Mm -hmm. But here in this podcast, we're talking about just humble yourself. Stop thinking that you know it all. Look, you're 18, 20, 25, 42, you're 55. Whatever age you're at right now, I bet you don't know everything in the world. So why are you limiting yourself into thinking that you know it all? The point of this podcast is to open up your perspective and get you to start thinking about what you're not thinking about. You know, we are just at the very last minute because <laughs> Anchor doesn't let me put a podcast longer than an hour, and I don't like keeping these things longer than an hour. So, uh, Things are getting good. I don't want to end it, but we got to end it. Thank you guys for being <laughs> here tonight much. on this Tuesday. Um, 
It was fun. I think we talked about a lot of great stuff. I hope you guys take something away from it, and let's say goodbye, everybody. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Good night, guys. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Good night.